Hi, my happy enders. We did it. It's another week. Hopefully you have a relaxing week or you're going to have a relaxing week. If not, you should get a massage. And um, by massage, you should, what I mean is you should watch me give a massage to someone. Um, once again, special thanks to Care by Design, Absolute Extracts, your guys' CBD lotion and CBD stuff is fucking amazing, and I highly, highly recommend it. They are very knowledgeable. They know what they're doing. Um, seriously, you guys, Care by Design, they're my favorite people, so go check them out. Um, this episode, I have Jeffrey Baldinger. Ooh, I'm, we've been wanting to do this for almost like two years now. Um, I asked him to do it, but he was going to Edinburgh, so I was like, you know what, we should wait so you have more stuff to talk about, and he's actually been to Edinburgh twice now, <laughs> and I finally got him on the massage table. Uh, he is the piano player for the, here. he uh, does piano playing for the comedy store, like Jeff Scott, who is in the previous, um, one of the previous episodes, and we actually talk about Jeff Scott in this episode. Um, this was really fun episode. It's one I knew that I was going to have fun with. So um, I really hope you guys enjoy. Please like, click, subscribe, comment, especially on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of it. You can also send me an email at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Enjoy. Get undressed, get under the sheets Ooh, you're in for a treat No, I promise this is not a dream It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen Most of the time. Yeah. Just like this massage. This is nice. I've never had one of these things before. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what though? A lot of people are like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, I don't know what to do. Just lay there. Just lay there and let somebody that you pay rub your back. Yeah. Just let well, me like, touch how you. much do you, like, I don't know if you want to get into, like, how much you charge for <laughs> massages, but, like, how much do you charge for a massage? Okay, so I'm pathetic. I have this loyalty gene inside of me that I can't get rid of. That's not pathetic. It's pretty bad. So I worked at a chiropractor for 12 years, uh -huh. and I've never gotten a raise. Jesus. And so I make $25 an hour. And if I worked in a spa, I'd make about 60 70 So, and that's like, do they just rely on you not asking for more money? I think like, so. I think they know. They're like, oh, Joy won't ask. But on the upside, I've always been able to pick up my kids from school. Nice. Like, if I have a comedy gig, um, yeah. that never happens. But when it does, I can be like, hey, I'm leaving early. Right. And if I have an author signing, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be in. So I guess I get that. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. And so do you only do, uh, like, this either in the podcast or in the chiropractor office, or do you like do like private like like are you a masseuse? Like do you have your own? I mean, this is my table. Okay. Um, 
I do do at homes. I used to do more of them, and then the economy kind of did what it did. Right. And I was the first person there, like, oh, let's cut joy out of our lives. Like, that's a bad decision, but okay. Yeah, well, I mean, massages are kind of like a luxury thing, right? They are. I mean, unless you're, like, at the chiropractor. <laughs> oh, and don't let me hurt you. Okay. Like, I'm... if it's too much, just tell me, and All I'll right. maybe back off. <laughs> How do you know if it's like, because it all hurts, but it all doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it's like. Like, if your toes start to curl and your eyes start to cross, like, maybe <laughs> be like, oh, back off, Joey. But isn't that sort of like what you're supposed to have happen or something like that? Like, yeah. get the tension out? I mean, you're going to feel, <laughs> you're going to feel good after this. I'm excited. That but mostly fun. because your body's going to be like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I'm gone. Nice. I dig it. How to get into it? Um, I was going to school for physical therapy, uh -huh. and I got pregnant, and I was like, okay, I'll just take massage therapy school, and I'll do that for a couple years, and then I'll go back to physical therapy, and that did not happen. So, yeah, I've been doing massage for 12 years now. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty sad. That's not sad, that's great. Eh. It's not a profession that most people do for a long period of time. Really? Yeah, because it is hard on your body. Yeah. So, I've given like back massages, not like this, but like regular, like just somebody I see to rub their back or whatever, like right. a massage. It like it tires you out. Your hands get tired and stuff like that. I mean, I'm lucky because I went to school, you know, right. for almost a year, so I know. I know like where the, the table's where I need it to be, the lotion's what I need it to do. So mm -hmm. like you guys are doing it like on a floor or a couch or a bed. Right. So. I guess you should introduce yourself if you want to do that. Do you want to do that? Did I not do that? No. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeffrey Baldinger. Hello. Hi. I'm a comedian. And, and a piano player. And I play the piano as well, yes. And uh, you say what? You're doing that tonight. Uh, yeah, I am playing piano at the comedy store tonight. You Filling can... in for Jeff Scott. I miss him. Yeah, he's the best. He is the best. I'm yeah. helping him. Well, I'm trying to light a fire under his ass to write his memoirs. Oh, that, those would be amazing. He sends me, like, every once in a while, he'll, like, send me a bunch of stories, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I would I would love to just read everything that he's doing. He's... Jesus. It's insane. Like, he talks about, like, Richard Pryor and how he'd help him get on stage. Yeah. So how long has he been the house uh, pianist here? 23 years, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So I'm like, come on. And he's like, I know, I know. And I'm like, so I've already written like the first page. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've got for him. And I keep trying to give him, I'm like, just give me everything. And he's like, I'm trying to just get it into chronological order. I'm like, well, let's yeah. do it. That's, uh, that's smart. It's good to get it. At least he's writing it all down. Yes, and he has so many things recorded. Yeah. Oh, he, the archives of the footage that he's. I mean, he released some like after Brody died, he uh, released a bunch of old Brody sets that were fucking incredible. Uh huh. It was just like uh, I sat and watched them all. It was the best. Isn't that? Good? Yes. Yeah. I was missing so, Brody the other day, and I started watching. Same here. Yeah. 
went out for Groundlings. I did that for two years. And, but then I had a friend in one of those classes that did stand-up and uh, one of the shows. And I was like, well, this would be, a, you know, working at a comedy club would be fucking great, you know? Right. And so I uh, asked, uh, you know, the club that he was at. It was a club up in the valley. It's not there anymore. Um, but uh, how to, you know, and I was reading Rodney Dangerfield's book, who's my favorite comedian of all time. And, okay. Uh, you know, it's basically like, you want to do comedy, you just got to be around comedy. And so it's like, yeah, okay, I got to do that. And um, so I went to, you know, an open mic and started doing stand-up, and I just fell in love with it. And that's basically, basically how it happened. You know, I got to a few fights with some street performers before I <laughs> wised up and uh, went inside. But, you know. How did you, okay, street performer fights. Yeah. What was it? Well, so... I was never making, like, there was a guy who performed next to me. Uh, Venice Boardwalk is first come, first serve thing. Like, for okay. Santa Monica, you need a permit to do street performance, which mm -hmm. I didn't have the money to get a permit. So I was like, so Venice, it's like they're sectioned off areas. It's just like you get there early enough, you get that spot. Okay. And so, you know, but it's very territorial. People have done it for years and years and years, you know. And so there's this guy that uh, his whole thing was he, he jumped on broken beer bottles and liquor bottles barefoot. And you know, ah. he had like a prime location. He always made more than me. It always frustrated me because like he, he, was, a, he was a better showman than I was. <laughs> for sure. Like I give him credit. Like he was dancing around like asking people like he had a chair and he had a blanket full of broken beer bottles and he was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I was sitting, like, the first day I was sitting there watching, like, what is he going to do? I was like, surely he's not going to do the only thing that I think he could probably do. But then, yeah, that's exactly what he did. He just jumped on the glass. And, it, you know, it's like his feet were calloused over. It's not like he was feeling anything at that point. But, um, but so one day I was like, he's got that prime location. I'm going to get here early, I'm going to get to a prime location spot. You know, I'm going to get to a spot that can be, like, high foot traffic area. I'm going to I'm going to actually work on this craft, you know? Okay. And so I get there, and I start performing. I'm making some good tips and blah, 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 taking requests, making up songs. And then he gets there, and he, like, yells at me. He's like, hey, man, you're my spot. And I was like, no, I got here. I, you know, I... I got here today, you know, and then he's like, better move, man, you better move, and I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> so, because I'm an idiot, but <laughs> he then reached into his sack of, uh, you know, talent, um, and just started throwing, uh, throwing beer bottles and liquor bottles at me, like, like hard. <laughs> so they were real. Oh, they were very real, very real. Got got a few cuts and bruises, and I took my keyboard. I started using it kind of like a battering ram, like kind of kind of oh, getting away, shit. using it using it as like a shield slash like get the fuck away from me sort of thing. And it was just like you picture this guy just chucking beer bottles and liquor bottles at me using my keyboard to like kind of it's like a jousting session, you know? Right. And Where people were like, holy shit, this oh, is the we, best performance. We drew a crowd, man. <laughs> we, I mean, we made more money that day than either of us had ever made. 
in the entire, like, it was incredible. Um, but it was around that time that I was like, maybe this, I should find an indoor place to express myself. And that's when you went so to Groundlings? What, uh, so I was doing Groundlings coinciding with that. Okay. Um, but that's when I started focusing more so on stand-up. And I just love, I just love stand-up more than anything else that I do, or I was doing at the time, so I just focused on that. See, that's crazy because I remember, I don't know why I remember this story, I must have been like 10, and it was on this old radio station, Bob and Tom. Yeah. And my parents used to get their CDs. Yeah. And it was like all their bits and stuff. And one of them was this man who would walk across hot coals. Uh-huh. And he'd get all this money and stuff, and one day, he was walking across hot coals, and really what it was is red Christmas lights with coal on top of it, and one of them broke, so he was kind of getting electrocuted. So these people thought that he was on fire, so they poured water on him and electrocuted oh him, God. and he died. <laughs> uh, and, laugh, but that's hilarious. So I was like, I wonder if those beer bottles were real. And oh yeah, they were real. I had to take some out of my face. I saw I have like a scar. But um, it's good. It's, it's, it was worth. You know, I went back. Everything like he's still there. He's still doing it. He's, you know, he's got a. You know, it's good. I tell you know I tell, I you know basically tell that story in uh, two years ago I did the Edinburgh Fest. Uh -huh. and I told kind of the story of how I got That's here when and uh, first invited you. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, we never Ooh. scheduled it. Uh, I've done another Edinburgh Fest since then, but. Um, I was kind of told the story, and it was like people came to me who like know that guy. Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's still there. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't you know that doesn't surprise me. He's he's good at what he does. <laughs> now, did you you guys split the money at the end, and you were like, well, that's cool. Like, oh no, I I I let him keep it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it was like what what am I going to use? This was not a stable. Situation. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. It was like I was. I. I was. Uh, you know. Not in the mindset to be like, hey, you know, now that we're finished fighting, let's uh, let's divvy up these coins. Let's split this shit let's up. Let's split this shit up. You know what? You. You win. You win. You take the spot. I will. Uh, I will go back to the annex. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, any other stories, or is that the best? That one? was, you know, that was the that was the main one. There's, okay. you know, a few arguments of territorial disputes, but it was like that was the that was the culmination of the of the thing. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll figure something else out real quick. Shit, that's crazy. Because I've always, I don't know. I think because of that Bob and Tom story, I've always like, no, that's not real. Yeah, I mean, the uh, you know, some people may. Use fake stuff like you know that those uh, like uh, like the sugar glass the sugar glass and stuff like that. This guy was using real shit. He was legit. He was legit. That's funny. That's crazy because he I, sacrifices himself for his art, and you gotta respect that. Yeah, I mean he does it. Yeah, because I have old stuntmen that I massage at the chiropractor because they have like the motion picture insurance. Yeah, and. They'll tell you, they're like, shit that they do now is nothing. And I'm like, yeah, but you can barely move. Right. <laughs> like, I have one guy, I mean, he's a crippled mess. 
And he yeah. comes in and he's just in so much pain. And he's like, yeah, I used to jump out of windows. And I'm like, uh-huh. That's like people complaining about putting more padding in football and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, it used to be tougher back in the day, but all those people are brain dead now. Right. It's like, all right. Whatever you want to do. Now, did you play sports? I did. What did you play? played football. Oh, shit. Yeah. What I, were you? I was a linebacker. Oh, okay. Inside linebacker. I don't know what that means, by the way. It means I was playing on defense, and I was trying to uh, stop the offense from scoring. Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, My son was a running back, I think that's a thing. Yep, yeah, that's a thing. That's yeah. A, that's an offensive Position. Yeah, he was really fast okay. and he was really small, so he would run a lot, but I had no idea when he was on the field. Uh -huh. Supposedly, he says I would cheer for him when he was on the sidelines. I'd be like, good job, Tyler, and everybody's like, dude, <laughs> your mom's a moron. And That's I'd be like, okay. No, I was, uh, I was a decent player. I wasn't like top dog or anything like that. I was just like a really great distraction on the sidelines. So that's why I would get playing time because I'd just be too distracting on the sidelines for uh, the rest of my team. Did you ever get hurt? No, I never got hurt in football. I uh, never broke anything and never twisted anything. I was uh, in always, football or in life. Always stretched. No, I broke uh, I broke my arm my freshman year of college, my forearm, uh, and it made me laugh because it was like I you know played football pretty much my whole life, never got. A serious injury, and then my first week in college playing a game of ultimate frisbee, I broke oh, my forearm. Shit. Yeah, it was no. fun. The bone was poking out of the skin. It was, it was a good time. Now, ultimate frisbee isn't like frisbee golf, right? No, those are two different things. Okay, because yeah. John plays frisbee golf. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he's kind of a nerd. I love him, but. Yeah. Of course. It's funny because Tony Hinchcliffe's like, I want to go with you. And John's like, yeah, I'm a nerd, huh? Huh? And I'm like, yeah, you still are. Yeah. Yeah. Frisbee golf is, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to play with your nerd buddies. You know what, though, I will say, because he doesn't listen to the podcast, he's really fucking good. There you go. Like, it's kind of crazy to watch him, like, throw it and it almost hits the basket. You're like, damn. Yeah, I mean... People don't, uh, people don't respect Frisbee because I think of the name. Uh-huh. I think Frisbee just sounds goofy. Now, I'll go with them just to get, like, the hike in. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you because, you know, you have to go up and down mountains. And I've tried, and he'll, like, try and teach me. I'm like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> He's like, your arms are really strong, and you should be able to do this. I'm like, yeah, I should, but I can't. It's all in the wrist. That's what he says. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just jerk you off instead. It'll be fine. There you go. Like, we're good. I think he, I think he'd be happy with that compromise. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And plus, I don't go with him and talk to him anymore, so I think he likes that better. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Nice. And he goes in the morning, so he'll come home, and he's like, I already got a two-mile walk. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. Yeah. I got your kids ready for school. You're welcome. <laughs> So you're both putting a lot into the relationship, is what you're saying. <laughs> I put in more. No, I'm kidding. He does. <laughs> He's a way better parent than I am. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. How do you figure? Well, he had our oldest before I even came in the picture. Okay. And his ex-wife is insane. She's okay. a total drug addict, crazy person. 
So I'm like the greatest wife ever. He's like, oh my god, you don't do drugs or hit me? You're amazing. I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. I'm like, hey, I won't cheat on you either. He's like, oh my god, you're a goddess. I'm like, uh-huh. Love, uh -huh. love a low bar. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to cook and I won't clean, but hey. Yeah. It's like the, the level of being a good person is sunk so low. It's like... It's not even about being a good person anymore, it's just about not being a bad person. That's exactly it's it. Like, wait, you're not being a shitty person? You must be the best person ever. You're really? amazing. This is, this is your life? It's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I had like a stupid, abusive, like, hitty boyfriend. Uh -huh. So when I got with him, I'm like, oh, you don't hit me when you're mad? <laughs> oh my god. You must be the best person ever. You're a catch. <laughs> so it was just two broken people, yeah. like, yeah, let's just do this. Hey, sometimes two broken people make one fixed person. I don't know. If that's I true, don't know. But it works for right now. Our kids are kind of, no, our kids are going to be fucked up. Oh, of course. All three boys, it's, yeah. Of course, everybody's kids are fucked up. We're fucked up. Brody, my youngest, is in a war with Brian Redband right now, so Why? that's terrifying. Why? So, bro, he's eight, and he watches Kill Tony, which he shouldn't, but he does, because we're here every month, and that's our date night. Why is Redband in a war with an eight-year-old? Because Redband called somebody on Kill Tony a freckle dick. And my eight-year-old, a freckle dick. Okay. And my eight-year-old thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Right. So he calls everyone freckle dick. Uh huh. And I told Red Band, I'm like, dude, <laughs> my kid calls everyone a freckle dick now. Uh huh. So he, I took a video and he pretended like he was starting Kill Tony, so he did the Kill Tony like uh -huh. intro, and then stopped it and then looked and he goes, bro, you're a freckle dick. So Brody is like, Mom, I have to get him back. <laughs> so I found the intro and I started it. And then he looks in the camera and he's all, That's Mr. Freckle Dick to you, sir. Your eight year old? Yeah. That? Yeah. That's amazing. He's going to be a stand up. Yeah, I think he is. So you should look forward or, uh, you know, be sad about that. Yeah, it makes me sad because I'm basically paving the road for him. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, oh, your mom, Joy, she tried stand-up. She never <laughs> made it. But you can make it. Well, you know, talent. Your mom touched me naked. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> we give him a wealth of material. So much material. <laughs> That's great. I love that they have a feud. Oh, it's amazing. Brian's awesome. Your kid sounds awesome. And then we went to Curtis's house for his barbecue, uh -huh. and Joel came over, and I thought my eight-year-old was going to just have a spasm. He's yeah. like, Mom, <laughs> Joel's here. And I'm like, I know. Uh, I love Joel. So, yeah. But I had to tell him, I'm like, dude, you're in third grade. You can't repeat anything <laughs> you know. I know, Mom, I know. I'm like, Give him the inside track to being the coolest kid in school, though. Or the one CPS gets called on a lot. Either way, <laughs> two can be, you know, <laughs> two are not mutually exclusive. Uh, I've already done the CPS thing with the oldest. I don't want to do that what again. What is, uh, uh, excuse my ignorance, what is CPS? <laughs> no, it's good that you don't know it. It's Child Protective Services. Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I don't know the, uh, I don't know the abbreviations. We had to go through all of that mess with the oldest because of the ex-wife, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's fun. Craziness. That sounds like a fun time. Oh, yeah, my house is always yeah. moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like there's just penises everywhere. It's, That's good. Yeah. Right? Or no? I don't know. No. Actually, one of the first jokes I ever wrote is I'm surrounded by penises and it was a make-a-wish gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> can't touch any of them. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. Can't touch this. That's what can't touch this was about. So, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. Yeah, I have a brother and a sister, and a sister-in-law. No. Yeah. My sister-in-law's pregnant. Oh, lovely. I'm gonna steal the baby. She doesn't know yet. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep that on the down low until it happens. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. She'll be down. Like her cooch is gonna hurt, so I'll just kick her in it and take the baby. It'll be okay. Right. Yeah. She'll be down for the count. Yeah. She won't be down like she won't like it, but she'll be down like you'll. Get her down so she can't stop you. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be half white, half Korean. Oh my God. Okay. It's going to be the cutest baby so, ever. Uh, I've heard great things about that mix. <laughs> right? With yeah. baby kimchi. It'll be amazing. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm so excited. It's, yeah. In fact, we were in Target and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this for my baby. Uh-huh. And John's like, their baby. And I'm like, I'm going to get this for my baby. He's like, there, baby joy. He's yeah. like, one day you're going to say you're pregnant or you're having a baby. Somebody's going to believe you. You're going to get upset and think you're fat and it's going to ruin your day. I'm like, oh, fine. Got a point. I'm like, but it is my baby. Is it though? <laughs> it is. It seems I, like from everything you said that it's not. I raised him. The, the My baby. brother. Okay. So it, it's going to be mine. They don't know what well, they're doing. Okay, so you're, well, it sounds more like a grandmother role. Uh, if you raise the brother, like a mom. You raise need a son. to shut your mouth I'm just on saying, that I'm one. Just, I'm just saying, like, from the info that you've just given me. See, I was going really light <laughs> on you. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm going to stick an elbow I'm in not, your I'm not saying, like, as far as oldness goes, but just you said <laughs> that you raised the, the brother, which is the father uh -huh. of the not yet born baby. That's true. Which would then make you the mom. <laughs> no. Yes. If you raise, <laughs> no. if you raise the father of an unborn child, that you will then want to take it. That's I mean. I'm the mom. No. Yeah. I agree to disagree. <laughs> Is that how we're going to play it? Well, I mean, if you agree to it, I can continue to argue. <laughs> now, where are you and your brothers and sisters? Uh, I'm the youngest. You're the, oh, yeah. you're the baby. I'm the baby. Were you totally treated like the baby? I suppose so, maybe. I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know, because I can tell, Brody's like ridiculously spoiled. Because uh -huh. he's the youngest. He's the last thing coming out of me, so... Like, I keep telling him I want him to smoke cigarettes so we can stunt his growth. He's <laughs> such a good mom. He's the best. Yeah. See, now he can see where the baby needs to come to me. Exactly. He needs just... to go to grandma for cigarettes. <laughs> <You're such> um, <laughs> you know, uh, get her favorite pack. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I was, uh, it was, it wasn't so much spoiled as it was a lack of, uh, like the rules just change. Uh -huh. Like, you know, it's kind of standard, like the first kid gets more strict stuff, but like we all watched our first rated R movie together. Okay. So like, 
I was four years younger than my sister when we all watched our first rated R movie. What to, was it? You know what I mean? Uh, what was it? I don't remember. I think it was maybe like The Net or something like that. Or what was the first movie? Enemy of the State or something. <laughs> so it wasn't even a good one. I don't know. I, I like Enemy of the State. That was Gene Hackman, Will Smith. Come on. Can't get better than that. You could. I don't think so. I don't think it gets any better than that. <laughs> you got really tense on that. I'm just going to go with that. What was the first movie you saw boobs on? Oh, um... First movie I saw boobs on was. Or the first boobs you remember on screen? Well, I remember. Uh, fucking. I remember seeing Jennifer Love Hewitt not naked, but just her and then just being happy. That <laughs> I was watching her. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, the first. Thing that I was the first movie I was aware of boobs on was probably Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit. Okay. Yeah, she's not bad. She was just drawn that way. She's but just I remember. Okay. I remember that. Um, have you seen Cassandra Cass dress up like Jessica Rabbit? I have not. Yes, she has a carrot purse and everything. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Nice. And there is a picture of her shoving her carrot down my throat. Her carrot purse down my throat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta play patty cake together. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've seen here? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, right just like, I mean, when I first moved out here, I mean, lately, not much craziness, um, but when I first moved out here, the late night shows in the OR with uh, Don and Earl and the fucking just every I mean Earl will be up there doing his uh, Silence of the Lions shit. Mm -hmm. I mean people you know getting naked doing all their you know Don crazy shit. I don't know. Everything, every crazy thing I've seen here probably involved Don Barris somehow. Makes sense. Yeah. Don Barris is the one that found out that my oldest son was no longer a virgin. Oh, really? Yeah. We were in the Ding Dong show and I was showcasing, which really means I was talking and Don was interrupting me every right. five, six words. Right. And I talked about how my son had a girlfriend. He's like, wait, 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 <laughs> let me have your phone. Oh, well, so I gave him my phone and he calls Tyler. Yeah. And he's like, so I have your mom and your dad here and they really want to know if you've had sex with, what's the girlfriend's name? <laughs> it's all Jade the Horde. And he's like, okay. He's like, we want to know. And they'd just be really proud and they really want you to say yes. And the whole <laughs> audience is super quiet, which is really crazy for a ding dong show. Yeah, well, everybody was on the edge of their seat. They wanted yeah. And then he goes, So what is it, Tyler? Have you lost your virginity? And Tyler, like, pauses. And then he goes, I don't know. And everybody was like, Oh my God. He has. He has. And now every time I see Don, he's like, You know what your oldest is doing right now? I'm like, Don't want to know. Thank you, Don.
Well, you know, he gets the truth out. Yeah, he did. And the truth shall set you free, always. And then the worst part about it is he ends the call, hands me the microphone back, and he's like, okay, you can continue. And I'm like, well, stand up, punchline, I don't know. What do you want me to say right now? Talk about how proud you are of your son. <laughs> I was like, right? shit. And he wouldn't look at us when we got home. He wouldn't even look us in the eye. I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, did you ever watch uh, movies that had those uh, sex scenes with your parents or with your kids or whatever? And it's like uncomfortable. I, I took my baby brother, he's six years younger than me, uh -huh. to see Scary Movie. Uh -huh. And the part where she finally has sex with him and he comes so hard he pushes her to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting next to my brother during that scene and I was like, oh. Yeah. I remember I hadn't seen... I haven't seen the South Park movie in a long time. You remember the South Park movie? Uh -huh. Oh, my 13-year-old, that's all he watches right now, South Park. Yeah, well, I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I remember loving it, right? Uh -huh. And my mom's got a good sense of humor. And I was like, I asked her once if she'd seen it. I saw that it was coming on the television. She's like, oh, have you seen the South Park movie? She's like, no. I was like, oh, you should watch it. Watch, like, and it'll be good. And what I had forgotten about was there's the whole thing about Stan finding the clitoris. Yep. <laughs> and there's this, this huge talking clitoris. Yep. And we were watching together, and I was like, why did you want me to see this? <laughs> why did you want to watch this with me? Like, I forgot about this part. I'm sorry. Holy shit. I forgot all about that part. Yeah. I was in the, oh my god, I forgot <laughs> all about this. I was in the movie theater and it was like just out, so the movie theater was packed and I was with yeah. my ex-boyfriend and that part comes out and at first you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and my ex goes, what is that? And there was this black lady next to him and she's all, uh-huh. <laughs> and then she's all, I'm the clitoris and yeah. she's all, uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that was the funniest part of that whole movie. Yeah, it was amazing. I was, like, I was like, oh yeah, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. This is embarrassing. <laughs> my mother-in-law took my, her mom, so Grammy, she took Grammy to see Step Brothers uh -huh. and the part where Will Ferrell rubs his balls all over the drums. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, mom, do you want to get some popcorn? And Grammy's <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Yeah. So no, I haven't seen any, there are some awkward times like the kids will see stuff or like Brody will be like, mom, they were talking about orgasms. What is an orgasm? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Shh. Please stop watching Kill Tony. Don't have to worry about it for a while. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe. Please. And then William Montgomery came on stage with like this white wig uh -huh. and Brody's like, I want one of those. I'm like, no, no, you no. <laughs> William's funny, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This is fun. Sounds like a good taste. He, yeah, I took him to, I've taken him to a couple open mics. Uh -huh. He hasn't gone on stage yet, but he He's just. He's eight years old? Yeah. Is that your youngest? Yeah. And now he's mad because he can't go to open mics because he's in school. I took him during the summer vacation. Well, he can go afterwards, after school. School gets out at like, what, three? Yeah, but they don't start till super late. Yeah, there's some that start at four, five, six. Yeah, but we also live in Santa Clarita. We're pretty far away. 
Yeah, I mean, you can find any excuse not to do something. <laughs> Once again, the elbow and the asshole is gonna happen with you. Sure, you know. <laughs> no, I told him, like, summer vacation, Christmas yeah. break, I'll take him again. But we go to Comedy Chat and he just watch. Does he want to do it? I don't, he wants to, but he hasn't got the balls yet. Okay, well, I mean, so, in more ways than one, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they haven't dropped haven't yet. Haven't dropped yet. But as soon as they do, is that is that the deal you made with them? It's like, as soon as they drop, then you can get on stage. <laughs> as soon as your voice, I told him, like, I helped him write. Like, yeah. he has a couple jokes. He has some that he wrote himself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, there's okay, one. You do one? What is, oh, my mom always says she wants me to be happy, but then she tells me to do her homework so she can't make up her mind. That's funny. Like, that's a Brady joke. Yeah. Or he has one where he's like, my dad asked me if we were friends, and I was like, well, you're my dad, so I guess I have to be your friend. Uh -huh. And then John was like, well, I'm your dad, so I guess I have to be your friend. And then I helped him with the punchline, which is, according to mom, you might not be, so. Yeah. He's got those. Yeah. Good. And I told him, I was like, hey, if I get up, I'll give you my last minute. Like, when the... That's sweet. But, not yet. And that's like his birthday present? No, it's just his, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. He just likes it. He thinks Tom Whalen's super funny. Nice. Tom Whalen. And it's crazy, though, to take your eight-year-old to an open mic because he laughs at things and you're like, oh, you know more than I thought you knew. Okay, alright. Yeah, that's the thing. When you when you watch it with your relatives and you realize, oh, okay, people are aware of things. Yeah. He knows what masturbate. Alright, yay. Okay. Well, it's like any coming-of-age story that we all liked when we were kids or whatever. It's like, yeah, this is relatable to us. Right. And then when, you know, you watch with your parents or whatever, you're like, oh, shit, they know about this? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Ew. Yeah, gross. <laughs> That's true. What about you? Do you have any coming of age stories? Um, there was, I mean, like, seventh grade was when went to the first boy-girl party and stuff like that, and around like 7th, 8th grade when like saw your first pair of boobs. Real boobs? Yeah, oh yeah. And was then, it like a community thing? Yeah, it was like party. Same <laughs> party, people were flashing, all that stuff. It's 7th grade? Yeah, 7th, 8th grade, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then like 10th grade, me and like friends got, like we were away on a trip or whatever, got together here and we like, would test things out like, okay, we're going to go to second base with each other, or, you know, like stuff like that, where we're just going to be like, alright, now we're going to go, you know, going to touch each other's, uh, you know, dirty parts, stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. my gosh, that scares me because I have a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I was never really very inventive. Like, I wasn't like fucking all, but you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. back in high school, but it was uh, yeah. You experiment. You you go out. And you have friends. You're just like let's let's 
Figure this out, you know? See, my parents were really smart. They sheltered me and they uh, made me believe in God. Oh, nice. Yeah, so when I was younger, I was like, nobody's going to touch me there. So I, in high school, I was like this proof. I talked a big game, which yeah. I, I kind of still do. I'm a big talker, but I, I was like, no, you can't touch that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I was raised uh, in a Jewish household, uh, but it's like we go off to, you know, summer camp to, you know, meet your uh, future uh, wife or whatever, yeah. So you like, they want you to meet, they want you to meet people. Okay, last question. All right. What is your favorite memory, non-comedy memory, that still makes you laugh? Like something that happened when you were younger, or when you get together with your friends, you're like, oh my god, do you remember that time? When? Um, yeah, I... <laughs> It, I mean, it won't be funny for the podcast. Okay. But um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, it makes me laugh every time I think about it because okay. it was just. But I guarantee, like, it won't be funny. It's okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. But me and two of my friends back in uh, high school, we would go to you know movies and stuff like that, and um, we were. It was like after the movie, I forget if it was after the movie or before the movie. We were, we were at like a Target or a fucking Walmart or some shit like that. And um, we were at the register checking out, and the checkout lady asked my friend if he wants a bag. <laughs> and this guy is like the like coolest guy. Like he cares so much about like just being. Like, saying the right thing, doing the right thing, suave motherfucker, you know? Uh-huh. And she goes, do you need a bag? And he just goes, no, nah, I got a butt. Mm -hmm. And me and my friend were like, excuse me? And he's like, what? <laughs> he just said you had a butt. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, fuck. I, I, got, I got a bag. And it was just this thing where it's like, the calmness and the collectiveness of him. Yep. She went, no, I got a butt. It was just the funniest fucking thing to us. Okay. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. And so, yeah. I get it. Because I have one kind of similar. Yeah. We were Christmas shopping and my brother was with us. And the cash, okay, okay. What you need to know about Adam, my brother, is he got all the good looks. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I got the brains, he got all the good looks. Okay. To the point where more than once I've heard, that's your brother? Uh-huh. Yeah. Same parents? Uh -huh. Yeah. He's so cute, you guys look nothing alike. You're like, yeah. yeah, thanks. So the cashier is hitting on him, and we were walking away, and John's like, dude, she wanted you. And he's like, what was I supposed to do? Go, I think you're pretty. And to this day, every time we see each other, I'm like, I think you're pretty. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Which is stupid, but yeah, to us, it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, so now, whenever I see my friends, like, you still got that butt? You still got that butt? Like, yep. See, I get it. Yeah. All right, how do you feel? Feels very, very relaxed and seen. Perfect. All right, I'm going to go, and then you take your time getting up. We'll put the camera down. So All right. See you, Nikki, Nikki. But get up slowly. Take your time. Yeah, you get up slowly? Yeah. Will I collapse? Have my muscles atrophied? Yeah, that's exactly. You'll turn into stone. All right. Cool. Thank you.
All right, that was my episode with Jeffrey Bollinger. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please like, click, subscribe, comment. Um, any good stuff like that, uh, send me emails at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. And once again, thank you, Care by Design, for your CBD lotion. Bye-bye.